0: All four of the Gospels, all four tell us about the Last Supper. As Jesus gathered with his disciples in the upper room, as they spent that time there preparing for what was to come, even though they really didn't know what was to come, Jesus told them. As we read through these accounts, you may note, if you've read through them, that John gives us a few more of the details. He tells us a little more of what happened and what was said, what was done there. I think we know most of it, right? We know about Jesus kneeling down, putting a towel around his waist, getting a basin of water, washing the feet of his disciples, serving them in that way. We may remember that it was here that Jesus told his disciples that they were to to love one another. This is is important because in what was about to happen, there could be potentially a lot of finger pointing going on. Following that, of course, we know that uh, Jesus dropped two big bombs. The first was that one who was sitting right there at the table with them, was going to betray him that very night and beyond that and called out by name was Peter whom he said you're going to deny me you're going to you're going to turn your back on me today now listen when you gather in a, a celebration like that you really you don't like to hear the bad news you're, you're there to hear the good news. They were there to remember God's deliverance. And what they didn't expect was that Jesus had also come to deliver them. As a matter of fact, had come to deliver them in a, the fullest and most complete way possible. But they weren't getting it because their world had just been rocked by, one of you will betray me, another of you will deny me. And it's into those troubled hearts and troubled minds that Jesus speaks the words that we will read today in John chapter 14. John chapter 14 verses 1 through 3. And this is what we read. Jesus says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Father, would you help us to hear this, to truly hear this today, to let it sink deeply into our minds and into our hearts And we pray, Lord, that your word, your word will change us from the inside out. That's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Let not your hearts be troubled. Jesus spoke into that room full of confusion and lack of understanding he had just spoken words that disturbed them. He now turns the tables on those words a little bit. His command could literally be translated, stop being troubled. I mean, let not your hearts be troubled. That really, that's, that's almost poetic, isn't it? But to say stop being troubled, it can also be translated in this way, put your heart at ease. Put your heart at rest. What Jesus is saying is, being troubled is a choice. We we make a choice as to whether we will live with a troubled heart or whether we will live with an untroubled heart. And the truth we need to hear this morning is, in a troubled world, Jesus promises untroubled hearts. Now get this, in a world full of trouble, would you say that this is a world full of trouble? Okay, absolutely. And we get exposed to more of it than they even knew because we've got a 24-hour news cycle. It would have been a, a day or more that we, that we might have heard over 400 rocket attacks from Gaza into Israel. It would have been a day or more that we, before we heard that. And now it's instantaneously right there in front of us on the cable news or on the Internet. It is, it's right there. And it serves just like Jesus' words served there. It serves to cause trouble, agitation within us. But Jesus would say to us the same thing. Put your hearts at ease. Let not your hearts be troubled. Now, now why is that possible? Well, here's the deal. If you're looking for peace in your heart, if you're looking for peace in your life, and you're looking for it in your circumstances, then you're looking in the wrong place. Circumstances change, and they can change drastically. They could change in a moment. Everything can be going along just fine, and then all of a sudden, the wheels fall off. Everything goes. It just, just, just. It, it all the security is just gone. It could be a diagnosis from a doctor. It could be riding down Highway 15 going to Athens. That can be a dangerous place. It could be anything. Everything can change in an instance. If, if your peace is tied to your circumstances, then you will constantly have a troubled heart. If your peace is tied to your emotions, then you are going to constantly have a troubled heart. Because emotions are like a roller coaster. There are days where we just feel like we're on top of the world and there are days where we feel like the world is on top of us. What we need is something solid. What we need is something secure. What we need is something that is unchanging. And Jesus gives them the answer here in this passage. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. I'm here to give you something that is sure and certain and unchanging, something you can count on, something you can rely on, something you can invest in and not have the rug pulled out from under you. And the truth that we need to walk away from here with is this, an ever-deepening faith, belief, trust in God, an ever-deepening faith creates a heart that knows increasingly more peace. The more you know the God of peace, the more of his peace you will have in your heart. Listen, we we encourage people to find time in their busy, busy lives to pull apart and to spend some time opening God's word, reading God's word, meditating on God's word, beginning to apply God's word, spending time in prayer where you are communing with God. Some of you began um, using our following Jesus journals. If you didn't pick one up, we have them at the, the Grace at Home Resource Center. And the first, in, on, we've got opposing pages here, facing pages. And the first thing it, asks, it it calls you to do is adoration. That is worshiping God, acknowledging who he is. And some of you have acknowledged this is hard. This is hard. Even if I have the attribute of God in front of me, it's tough to to, to, to lift that up in a prayerful kind of way. Well, I want to tell you something. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. This morning, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm waiting on Nancy. That's not always. I don't always wait on her. She's usually Waiting on me. I'm always the guy doing the last minute thing before walking out the door. But this morning I happened to have it all together, as all together as Jimmy Long can get it. And I was sitting there in the chair and the blinds were open, as looking out the out the back door, and the wind was blowing in the trees, and immediately it was a reminder what Jesus spoke to Nicodemus. That the wind blows where it will. You can't tell whether it's where it's coming from or where it's going. It's the same thing with the Spirit of God and I was able to stop at that moment and say God from what I'm just seeing you in creation what I remember from your word I thank you this morning for blowing your spirit through grace fellowship through this worship service and I pray Lord that even though we may not we may not see it like trees whipping that we'll be able to see it in our own lives that we will know that we have been in the presence of God because of today And so it becomes easier to worship, easier to acknowledge this God. The more we know of his word, the more we know of him personally, the easier it becomes for us to to raise him up, to lift him up, to exalt him for who he is. Not just what he's done, but simply for who he is. And so Jesus says, believe in God, believe also in me. In John chapter 16, Jesus would tell his disciples, I've said these things to you, look at this, that in me, get this. I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, and that word literally means to be under pressure. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, be encouraged put your hearts at ease, I have overcome the world. In other words, what Jesus says is, listen, I understand this is a troubling world. I understand that the news you get from one moment to the next can rock your world. What you need, if you want peace in your heart, what you need is something that won't change with the wind. What you need is me. It is in me you will have peace. And I got to tell you the truth. Apart from Jesus, there is no lasting peace. None. Jesus is a promise maker. In me, you will have peace. He is a promise maker. But some of you need to know this morning, he is also a promise keeper. You may know people who make promises all the time. But you may not be able to count on them to keep them. Jesus is not only a promise maker. He is a promise keeper. And he promises in this passage. He says that that I'm, I'm going to prepare a place. The promise of a place only brings peace If we can trust the person making the promise, I go and prepare a place for you. Now, again... There have, there have been times I've told people, hey, listen, I'll, I will have something. I will do something for you. I will, I will commit to this. I will be here. You can count on this. And there have been times where I have let them down. I have, I have blown it big time. You may have been in the same situation. You know how it is when you're the promise maker but can't be the promise keeper. You also know when someone else has made you a promise and they can't keep it. Jesus says, I go and I prepare a place for for you a room a mansion i'm going to make a place for you in my father's house but that promise is dependent upon the promise maker being a promise keeper look at what he says he says i go i i i go i'm doing this personally I go and prepare a place for you, and I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Now, look, listen, I don't know if you've got your Bibles open. You may want to circle this. You may want to underline this. You may want to highlight this. This is an incredible passage. Jesus, he he spends a lot of time talking about other people and other things, but at this When he gathers with his disciples here at this Last Supper, he's talking a lot about himself. And it's not ego, it's promises. I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You need to understand this. Our eternal destination as Christians is not a place not according to this our eternal destination is a person don't miss this we we like to think about sing about streets of gold crystal sea you know we 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 like to think about all that stuff and that and that's a beautiful thing and it's a beautiful promise we're given but heaven ain't heaven apart from jesus If Jesus isn't there, I don't want to be there. I don't care what else is there. If Jesus isn't there, I don't want to be there. The promise of an eternal home is tied to and reliant upon the promise of an eternal life with Jesus. Jesus and Jesus alone determines the eternal destination of every person. In fact, he is that eternal destination. Here's what he said. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Let it sink in. Jesus, the promise maker and the promise keeper, says... I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And there's no, no one, no, no one, no one in this time, no one in any time, no one in this place, no one in any place, no one comes to the Father except through me. And some of you this morning will come to this table with the confidence and the assurance that this is for you. You will come with the confidence and assurance that when Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you, that he meant you. Not somebody else, you. When he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself, you have the confidence and the assurance through Jesus Christ that he's coming for you. That you are on the guest list. You are on the pickup list. You won't get bus left. God, he's, you're, the promise is for you. And you rejoice in that promise because you rejoice in the promise keeper. Now, the question I have for you right now as we prepare to come to this table, and and I honestly want to ask you this. Do you know, not do you hope, not do you wish, not do you think, but do you know that when Jesus comes, he's coming for you? And if you don't, what are you going to do about it? I want to pray for you this morning, for those of you that have these lingering, gnawing doubts that maybe, maybe he's not coming from me. Maybe he's not preparing a place for me right now. I want it, but I don't have that confidence. The Bible tells us some incredible things. The Bible tells us that we are all sinners and we come short of the glory of God. The Bible tells us that the wages of our sin, what we earn for our sin is death. And that's not just physical death. That's part of it. But it's eternal death. It's separation from God forever. But we also have the promise that the gift of God, not what we earn and not what we deserve, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In other words, God has a gift for anyone who has the faith to receive it, the heart to receive it. Some of you have received that and therefore this bread, you know, represents what Jesus has done for you on the cross as he gave bodily his life on a cross. This blood represents the the blood of Jesus poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins. You look at this, you take this and it is special. It is important to you, not because it's a tradition that's practiced in the church, but because it has meaning for you. This is for you. This is my body given for you. And if you don't know that this morning, there's a simple promise from God, from the promise keeper. And it, that promise is this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you need to take that step, if that's what the Holy Spirit is working in your heart right now, calling you to do, then I want to pray for you. And I want you to pray to the Father who sent his Son for you, would you join your hearts with me in prayer, Heavenly Father? In Jesus' name, we come right now, and we thank you for this, for this word, for this promise, for this truth. We thank you that we we have a Savior who knows us, who knows everything about us, who knows those things. embarrass us terribly who knows our insecurities who knows our faults and failures every mistake, every error, every lie, who knows it all who knows the things that no one else knows those things that we try so desperately hard to hide we push over into dark corners, we, we sweep under a rug we hide under a bed and we hope no one finds out because if they find out they may turn their backs on us they may reject us and Lord, we're no better than Adam and Eve. We even try to hide that stuff from you. But today, Lord, by the power of your Spirit, who is blowing through this place even now, Lord, we ask that you would bring deep conviction to those who don't know the hope of salvation in Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, that they would no longer be satisfied to sit on the fence. They'd no longer be satisfied to straddle the line. They'd no longer be satisfied trying to earn your love, trying to earn their salvation, to try to earn acceptance from you. But, Lord, they would recognize today exactly what your word says. That we all sin. That we all deserve death and hell but through the gift of your son Jesus Christ we can have life Lord I pray for that man who's sitting here right now who's been resisting who's been holding back who's been really good at pretending Lord I pray today your spirit you would touch that troubled heart and whisper a promise of peace that comes through your son Jesus I pray for that woman today who is so stressed and so burdened who's trying so hard to be The right kind of mom, the right kind of wife, the right kind of woman who is pulled in a thousand different directions. Lord, I pray that you would speak to that troubled heart today. That that promise of peace, the Prince of Peace, Jesus, would come through loudly and clearly. I pray, Lord, for that teenager. For that young person who thinks coming to church, not getting arrested, that's good enough. Lord, I pray today that they would hear the call of their Heavenly Father to come, to find forgiveness, to find acceptance to find life in jesus father i thank you for hearing the prayers and for answering those prayers and if you're sitting out here today and if you need to take that step of faith if you don't know but you want to know if you've heard the promise from the promise maker and you truly believe that he is your a promise keeper then i want to lead you in a simple prayer a prayer that if you mean it truly with all your heart and you're ready to take that step of faith that things can be different from this moment forward a prayer that might go something like this dear father i am a sinner I'm lost I'm trying but today you spoke to me and it went all the way to my heart I know that I don't have any hope Unless I have Jesus. And I heard that promise that I'd confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that you, God, have raised him from the dead, then I will be saved. if you prayed that prayer this morning then I want to encourage you to respond how do you do that take that bold step to step out into one of these aisles and come forward and and let me know that today the Holy Spirit has been working in your heart today that you have received Jesus as Savior we want to celebrate with you You go, well, I'm kind of scared to do that. If you will find somebody who's right next to you and just ask them, would you come down with me? You don't even have to know them. Just say, listen, I need somebody just to go stand with me. If God's been speaking to your heart, if he's been moving in your life, if this is your moment to know that you're saved, then you respond as the Lord leads. Father, you work in this place right now by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Would you stand as we sing a final song? You respond as the Lord leads.